Good afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the August 5th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by my favorite airport, the Augusta Regional, and my very own consulting firm, Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. As you would imagine, I am taking today's show to get you prepared for the August 11th election. While I know some of you have already voted, there remain a few days in the early voting period. It closes out this Friday, as well as the big day, which is Tuesday, August 11th. We have already covered the races for District 1 and District 9, and today, of course, that leaves us with time to cover the District 3 race. We have uh, presentations, short uh, snippets of conversations with both Sean Mooney, who was the leading vote getter in the primary, as well as his challenger, Ms. Catherine Smith McKnight. But today we'll also discuss a few other topics uh, in preparation for that election. But before we start discussing District 3, I'd like to bring up something uh, that was tweeted by President Trump last week. Uh, you may recall hearing that he had made the suggestion to postpone the election for president. I bring this to your attention because obviously it's not a local or state government matter, but it is of critical importance and it relates back to a show that I did about four months ago. That show was entitled Life at the Intersection of COVID-19 and Citizenship. At that time, I had heard some suggestions that uh, it may come to the point with our uh, coronavirus pandemic that a request would be made to postpone the presidential election. And sure enough, uh, that has happened. So at that time, I uh, mentioned some information, I provided information to you about the circumstances under which that could conceivably happen. Uh, and it just so turns out that the person who suggested to me that that could happen was prophetic because that suggestion was indeed made. Uh, in that particular show, I went through uh, all of the uh, procedures and ramifications of such a decision. Uh, so I invite you, especially if you were not listening to our show back then, uh, that you would please go back and pick that show up. Uh, just like all of the shows that I broadcast, they are available on my website. That is JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com. Uh, and of course, um, you can just Google my firm. If you Google Janice Allen Jackson and Associates LLC, uh, it will come up. You go to my website. There is a tab there for local matters. And there at that tab, where you will see all of my past shows. And again, the name of that show was Life at the Intersection of COVID and Citizenship. Now, getting to our topic for today, uh, we are discussing the District 3 race. Uh, first off, I want to familiarize you with that district. Uh, it is a district that begins in the heart of the city and extends out to the Columbia County line. Uh, just to give you an idea of what is included in that district, 
It includes the Partridge Inn, Partridge Inn. if you imagine uh, that is sort of the starting point. It actually starts a little bit further east than that, but just think about that general area. It goes up to include the Augusta University, Somerville, and uh, Wrightsboro Road campuses over where Christenberry Fieldhouse is located. Uh, it also includes uh, Doctors Hospital. It includes the Target Shopping Center out on Robert Daniel Parkway. It includes Jimmy Dias Parkway, uh, and it includes the Augusta State Medical Prison. And if you have any idea where that is, that means you're on Gordon Highway and you just keep driving. You pass a couple of gates to Fort Gordon and you just keep driving almost until you get to the Columbia County line. And there you have uh, the uh, border of District 3. As I mentioned, it borders Columbia County. In some spots, it's kind of hard to tell where you leave Richmond County and get into Columbia. But all of that area is District 3. And as familiar as I am with the city of Augusta and the various district lines, even I can become surprised as I was looking up this description, I knew that I was going to tell you that Augusta Mall was part of District 3. But turns out that is incorrect. Uh, there is a weird little cutout there, uh, and in that cutout is the Augusta Mall, and that cutout actually belongs to District 5. So, Augusta Mall is a part of District 5. Who would have known it? But that is the case. One of the other things also to point out about District 3 is because it uh, comes into the heart of the city and moves on out in a western direction, sort of southwest direction, um, it touches on every other commission district in Augusta with the exception of District 6. So it is one um, that everybody goes through. Uh, in fact, I start thinking about my um, daily travels for the most part. I will spend my time where I live, District 1, uh, or uh, coming through District 2 where I go to church, or going up to District 3 where there are a number of things. I'm a big Target shopper and a few other things, so I find myself in those districts very frequently. Um, it is also the district that has the largest population of any district in the county according to the 2010 census. It has almost 30,000 or had almost 30,000 residents at that time and a voting age population of 24,300 as of the 2010 census. Of course, I've harped on census uh, since the beginning of this show because that's so important. A lot of those numbers, facts and figures could change. The district boundaries could change as a result of the 2020 census. Uh, we'll know that in a while after the census comes out, but that again illustrates why it's so important for everybody to complete the census. As of the 2010 census, that district was 5.65% Hispanic and it was 37.8% African American among the voting age population. Another interesting tidbit about District 3 is that uh, some people who reside in District 3 actually have Grovetown, Georgia mailing addresses and, and a zip code that matches Grovetown as opposed to Richmond County. 
They, of course, pay Richmond County taxes. Their children attend school in Richmond County. They are educated in the Richmond County school system, but they have a Grovetown mailing address, particularly those that are that are further out near Robinson Avenue and past that. So interesting tidbits about how things get laid out. And I hope that gives you a better understanding of uh, the the boundaries of District 3 uh, and where that's located. Uh, one of the things that I also like to point out is if you don't know who your commissioner is, there are a few different ways that you can find out. If you aren't sure who the commissioner is, if you aren't sure what district you actually live in, there are a few different ways to do that. One is that you can go to AugustaGA.gov uh, and type in find your commissioner. This is on the page where the elected officials, mayor and commissioner are listed. Uh, you can locate the Find Your Commissioner page and type in your address right there. Very simple process. And that will tell you uh, what commission district you're in and who your commissioner is. Another way for you to do that is to go to your My Voter page with the Georgia Secretary of State's office. We covered that uh, a few, a uh, couple months ago as we were going into the June 9th elections. I talked about how to get into that My Voter page system. There's also another way you can find out uh, if you go to uh, the uh, property listings. Uh, if you can, you go into the Augusta GIS, that is, that's what I'm talking about there. You go in, you can do a quick search, you can type in your address and it will tell you uh, who your commissioners are, who your school board members are, both for your immediate district as well as your super district. And the one that is actually on the AugustaGA.gov uh, website that's, that goes to the Find Your Commissioner, it will also tell you which committees your commissioner serves on, which committees he or she chairs. Uh, so there, again, is a wealth of information out there if we know how to look for it. Um, I tell people it is extremely important uh, to think about who your commissioner will be and what the politics are of the particular area where you choose to locate. I remember years ago when I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, and I started looking around the community. Of course, it's a very large county. I was looking around the community, trying to figure out where we wanted to live. And I start paying attention to the politics in that community. And at that time, there was a movement afoot for some residents, particularly on the extreme north end of Mecklenburg County and the extreme south end of Mecklenburg County to, in fact, secede from the school system. Uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg schools had been uh, recognized and appreciated as one of the premier large public school systems in the country. But there were some, for whatever reason, who felt like that school system was not meeting their needs. So they were having active discussions about seceding from the school system. Uh, when I looked at the areas where that discussion was being led, and I looked at the reasons that they wanted to do that, I quickly made a decision. And that decision was, well, maybe I don't need to move to that particular district if there are so many people in that district who are articulating this set of reasons for getting out of the school system. So that is to say, if you are thinking about moving, um, thinking about purchasing a new home, renting a home, renting an apartment, you might just want to check before you do that, just by typing in that address, figuring out 
who represents that area, getting some information about that area so you know if you will be surrounded by people who think like you or people who don't think like you. Uh, having said that, um, we'll talk a little bit more about District 3. Uh, the current commissioner there is Mrs. Mary Davis. Uh, she has served, served two terms in that seat. And there are two people, as we discussed earlier, who are vying to uh, follow her in that role. Uh, at this point, we will listen to uh, Miss Catherine Smith McKnight. Uh, if you want additional information on Miss McKnight, uh, you can go to her website. It is uh, CatherineSmithMcKnight.com. There's also a Facebook page for her called Catherine Smith McKnight for Commission. Likewise, for Mr. Mooney, uh, there is a website entitled MooneyD3.com. And he also has a Facebook page, Sean Mooney D3. So I'm sure both of those candidates would welcome you gathering additional information about them by going to their websites. You may feel like you're a stalker, but it's worth it uh, just to look at their Facebook pages as well as their campaign websites to get you uh, a good feel for who they are and how they would approach the job of commissioner. I have asked the two of them the same question that I asked the other candidates, uh, which is, uh, what do you think is missing from the current Augusta Commission and how are you equipped to fill the gaps? So here we are with their response. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Uh, congratulations on making the runoff. I know it was a tough race with four competitors, four strong competitors there. And I uh, just want to uh, congratulate you on being able to emerge as one of the top two vote getters. Thank you, Janice. It's been a, a interesting, I say an interesting ride so far. Um, I've learned a lot. I'll, let me say this. I've learned a lot uh, with running uh, in this election, the past election and now in the uh, runoff. I do know that uh, I will say we, um, I believe you knew this, that I, I'm, I'm humbly grateful for the support that I have been, um, you know, given uh, and endor both endorsements have been given to me from the uh, two candidates that were that did not make the runoff, Robert Cooks and, and Lori Miles. And so I look forward to their um, support here in the next week ahead. And uh, let's see what we can do to get me in there and, and get me in there as a workhorse. All right. All right. Anna, speaking of work, I know that you have attended several commission meetings over the last few years to get familiar with what happens downtown. Um, and it, as you have observed the commission, what is it that you think that they are missing the most? Well, what I think is, you know, after being there and really up until March, uh, Janice, right before COVID hit, I was attending regularly for over a good year, maybe a year and a half and even with dad some, but what I've noticed uh, lately, especially uh, before, you know, the Zoom meetings is that uh, we, we need to be working more effectively, uh, efficiently, and we also need to work, well, the, I would like to see the commissioners work as one, uh, being more united and, and working as, as a team. Uh, I, feel like the, I feel like it's divided up there. And 
you know, this is one thing that, that I would like to do is to see that the commission uh, start doing things uh, together and to uh, put things out on the table. I feel like that things are talked about behind the doors and then they come out and everything's a lot different. I just feel like that what we're missing is, uh, I, I'll say this, uh, the commission is uh, missing a compassionate and considerate woman that is gonna be a workhorse and not a show horse. Um, but, and, and also these pronouns, as I've stated uh, before, uh, that we need to be saying we are going to do this together, all of us as one, and not, well, this is mine, this is, this is about me, I, let's bring to the table uh, a team together and work together in order to move Augusta forward. And obviously you consider yourself a hardworking, compassionate woman, right? I, I feel like, yes, I like things done just right. Uh, most people that know me, I want to get things done. I like it done right. I'm pretty much a perfectionist. And I feel like that I have a lot to offer Augusta, Georgia with seeing that things get done right, uh, matters taken care of, uh, get it done in an amount of time that it should be done and not um, spinning wheels and not getting things properly done. At the, we need to get things done on time, not lag behind. So. Okay. All right. Great. Um, before we close out, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? I just want to say this. I, it is so important, especially right now with the runoff, that we get people out to vote. Uh, many people that I've talked to ask me, when's the election? Uh, they're not being, I, I'm trying to inform them. And I know the other candidates are doing the same. We're trying to inform people but somehow or another, we've got to find a way to get the people out to vote again. And, you know, absentee ballot applications, I've sent those out to many of the absentee voters from last time. Uh, I also have done, you know, some mail outs, but I've also uh, reached out to people. And to me, getting people out to vote is going to be the, be the key to getting the right commissioners in office. And if you don't vote, then you don't need to be complaining. And that's the way I look at it. People can't, if people don't vote, then they should not be complaining about what goes on with the commission and why things aren't being done. Because, hey, if you, if you vote, you got a voice, okay? You, you have a choice to say, what well, you know, put out there that you don't like things going on. But when you don't vote, then you just need to, you, you don't have a voice, that's the bottom line. And so it's important to get us get all the people out to vote this time. I, I, I look forward to hopefully winning this election and, and sitting up there in the uh, District 3 seat. All right, thank you so much for- You're welcome. Janice, have a wonderful weekend, okay? All right, bye-bye. you, I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Good afternoon, Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Janice. Thank you for having me today. Thank you for being here. And I want to congratulate you on being the top vote getter. That was a very tough race uh, with several strong competitors. To, so to have come out on top uh, is something to be acknowledged. Um, as, as you think about the Augusta Commission, uh, I'm sure you've had a chance to look at them in action and um, you develop your own thoughts. So 
Tell me, what is it that you think that the commission is missing? Uh, you know, and thank you. I think that's a really great question. Um, I have spent a lot of time um, following the meetings along uh, for many years. In fact, actually, a lot of them following live online, uh, as I am a businessman and do have a job. So, uh, but I've spent many in, in the chambers themselves before, uh, before coronavirus really took over. Um, you know, I think if I were to analyze, you know, what the Augusta Commission is missing, I, I really feel like it's missing um, a fresh perspective, um, you know, some, some creative ideas, uh, new ways of thinking. Uh, I think, you know, ideas that could kind of take the city to the next level and, and kind of continue to push past that. Um, you know, some great work has been done by our commissioners, and, and I really don't want to diminish that. Um, I'm thankful for them and, and their dedication to the city. But I think Augusta is in a unique position compared to uh, where it's been in the past few decades. And, and not only do we have more opportunities than we had previously, but um, folks that live here are ready to hear about those opportunities. You know, uh, just like some friends of mine, uh, some guys who do a podcast called Drop the Diss, uh, they've pointed this out. You know, those of us who have grown up here, we, we, we cringe when we hear the term disgusta. Uh, it's a moniker that we, uh, we just don't like. It's, it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, and I think we're starting to see our community engagement, um, you know, voices that are active online, uh, less so in person, obviously, because of coronavirus. But, you know, we're seeing a revitalization in a lot of areas and a lot of people are, are speaking up. Um, specifically, when you talk about things like the Miller Theater, the Entertainment District, um, you know, the Medical District is booming. Augusta University is expanding in the community and, and even out into Columbia County. Um, you know, a lot of those different areas we talk about, you know, Fort Gordon and the impact that that has on the areas like Harper Franklin and Jimmy Dias, um, you know, downtown development, turn back the block programs, lots of different things that are really helping. So I think if we manage this growth intentionally, uh, by being mindful and proactive with our infrastructure, as well as inclusive with our existing small businesses. Um, I think we can invest in what we already have and embrace our impending growth. And, and uh, I, I just don't want to coast through the growth. Uh, I want to drive through the, through the growth. And I think uh, it would be a disservice to our community and our children if we didn't. Okay. And having said that, in terms of um, fresh new ways of thinking. I think that was pretty much what your um, idea yep. is about what they're missing. Tell me why you feel like you're equipped to provide that. Yeah, I think, I think I'm actually uniquely prepared for that in particular. Um, I, I've said this before, I've grown up here. Um, I'm 100% committed to seeing this city reach its full potential, uh, whether elected or not. Um, you know, I've got business experience um, and work ethic required to navigate uh, this kind of growth uh, and, and, and to help with the management of the city's business. So when we talk about fresh ideas, new perspectives, um, you know, being a partner at a creative agency and a, uh, my, the business downtown show pony, um, you know, we work really hard on coming up with creative, unique ideas for our, our customers. Um, and, and I think that's really important to think outside the box. I think a prime example of this, and, and not to do a shameless plug, but through partnership with, uh, with our, our uh, sister company, Ware Stewart, we created in the middle of a pandemic an e-commerce platform uh, called We Give a Shirt, where we sold t-shirts to benefit local businesses. Um, you know, I hate to do a little shameless plug on that, but through that, the community participated and gave back to the local businesses over a quarter of a million dollars 
to the businesses. And a lot of those were nonprofits, you know, small groups that were really impacted by the coronavirus. So it's all about, um, you know, thinking creatively, being outside the box, and also having the experience and expertise to implement. Um, and I think my business experience with that is, is probably one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I was honored to receive the, the top 10 and 10 in Augusta um, or to be part of Leadership Augusta last year. I mean, lots of different things that I think um, are the culmination of a lot of hard work um, and, and I think fresh perspective. All righty. Well, we're about ready to close out. Is there one last message you want to give our listeners? Yeah, I'd just like to remind voters that, um, you know, the August 11th runoff is quickly approaching and early voting has begun. And I would sincerely, um, you know, it's hard to connect through, uh, through audio, but I am sincerely asking for your vote. I need your vote. Um, I want to do the good for this community. And, and I hope that you are there to, uh, to see a, a business minded, forward thinking family man on that commission. And that's what I'm here for. And I hope that, uh, hope that we can get this done for you. All right. Thank you so much. Ms. Jackson, thank you very much. Now, having heard from our candidates, there are a few things I want to recap for you based upon our previous discussions. Um, these are the things that you look for in making decisions about who you want to vote for. First and foremost, are the individuals trustworthy? Is this somebody that you believe is a fundamentally honest person? Next, do, which individual do you believe has your best interest at heart? Third, can the individuals you're thinking about voting for think through big picture issues like budgets? Uh, Augusta's budget is over $850 million per year. Selection of key personnel, such as an administrator, general counsel, clerk, compliance director, as well as the department directors that work for the city. Uh, and is it someone that can establish priorities for the community? Finally, you want someone who is capable of working with their colleagues on the commission to get important things accomplished. Now, Having those things in mind, there are a couple of things I want to remind you of, uh, and those relate just to the importance of this runoff election. As you know, we all went to the polls on June 9th, uh, and that is how we wound up with runoffs in three of these slots. Um, one of the things that everybody has to keep in mind is it does not matter what happened on June 9th. All that did was determine who the two people are now uh, just to see who can get over 50 percent of the vote. So this, in essence, is a new election. You're starting over. Anybody can win. I would venture to say that some of these races will be extraordinarily close. Uh, I would not be surprised if uh, one race in this uh, particular runoff uh, is decided by less than 100 votes. I wouldn't be surprised if another one of these races is decided by less than 200 votes, uh, which is to say that it is extremely important for everybody to vote either during the advanced voting period, there are a couple of days left as we discussed earlier, or actually going out to your normal polling places on August 11th. Uh, this is therefore an election where every vote will truly count and you don't want to be in a situation where you like the candidate, 
for whatever reason, you didn't get a chance to vote and then your candidate lost by 50 votes. Uh, that is the worst feeling in the world. So if you truly support one of these candidates, please, I implore you to get out and vote. Um, that way you can't say that it is your fault. If your person lost, at least they can't, you can't blame yourself. You can't kick yourself for that. Um, everybody, please go out to the polls because every vote does indeed count when you're facing close race, races like what I anticipate here. Also, very important because chances are when you are electing someone for these seats now, uh, you're electing them for a four-year term, but given the history of the Augusta Commission, four years often turns into eight. Let's think about that. Uh, I went through, did my little mental calculus as I was preparing for this show, and I thought about districts five and seven, their incumbents there. They didn't even draw opposition, uh, which is to say it is very difficult to unseat an incumbent. So sometimes people don't even try. So nobody entered the race to run against those individuals. And then if you look at the other districts, um, most recently, districts one, two, three, four, six, eight, nine, and 10 all re-elected the incumbents in the most uh, recent elections. So electing somebody for a four-year term is almost tantamount to electing them to eight years of representation for you. So it is critically important that you go to the polls this week. Of course, next week we will review the results of the election. Uh, elections on Tuesday, my show will be on Wednesday, so uh, I'll be up late that night uh, looking at the election results and giving you my analysis of uh, what happened to lead to uh, the eventual winners. Uh, also, if you'd like to catch my show, I mentioned earlier, all of the shows are on my website, JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com. Just Google Janice Allen Jackson and Associates LLC and it will come up. And it is now time for me to close, which means it's time for 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Tune in here on WKZK next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. because local matters.